This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk 830 WCCO. Oh, man, that takes me back to a great time when I was a youngin. The Three's Company song, the intro to that show, in the news because Suzanne Summers passed away over the weekend at the age of 76. Um, When I think of her playing Chrissy on Three's Company, Oh, man, it just takes me back. And and there are always going to be things that we will see on a day-to-day or things that, you know, music songs that will make you think back to your youth and all that stuff, whatever. But one of the things that we all have, I don't care if you're a guy, gal, whatever, is you're going to have that first crush, pop culture crush, or crushes. I didn't just have one. I had many. But when I saw the news that she passed away at the age of 76, and by the way, her 77th birthday is today. She she died just a day short of turning 77. She had been battling breast cancer, and I didn't maybe just say I, I, I just had no clue. She'd been battling breast cancer for over 23 years. Mm-hmm. You talking about somebody that is strong and a survivor and a fighter? Twenty three years. Um. Well, she had posted this back in July on Instagram. Like any cancer patient, when you get that dreaded, it's back. You get a pit in your stomach. Then I put on my battle gear and go to war. This is familiar battleground for me, and I'm very tough. So she was one of the it women on television, right? Mm -hmm. The women that you see and you're like, oh, my gosh, stunning, beautiful. She was absolutely, absolutely one of my first crushes on television. Who were your first crushes? And this is not just to the guys out there. To the ladies, too. When you think about when you were young and you think about the first people that you saw on television, you're like, oh, my gosh. Why do I feel this way? They're pretty. They're handsome. They're, you know, 
Who were your first crushes? I, I'd love to hear from you guys. At 651-461-9226. We call that the City's One Plumbing Talking Text Line. Because Suzanne Summers is on my list. So I'm going to give you a few of mine. Josh, I want I want you to give me a couple of yours. But you. I'd love for people to weigh in on the, not only on the text line, but if you can call in with a few of yours. Let me give you a few of my first crushes. I absolutely loved Kim Fields. Kim Fields from Facts of Life, she was she was the bomb. I loved her. Okay, absolutely loved her. Kim Fields was all of that. And I love the Facts of Life. I don't think that there's anybody out there in the listening audience that didn't love Fair Fawcett. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Fair Fawcett was yeah. stunning. Fair Fawcett was absolutely stunning. So I, she absolutely is an all-timer, at least for me. Now, this next name that I give you is – is is not a shocker. This is somebody that absolutely you think is going to be on the list. And by the way, I'm seeing somebody on the text line just stole my thunder a few seconds ago. <laughs> Brooke Shields, unbelievable. What what was the? I can't even remember the uh, the the movie that she was in where she was uh, the water. Um, it was there. I can't even remember the name of the the big movie that she was in in the in the eighties that. Took off and I was in love. Uh, I believe it was Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon, yes. yes. I, I I thought it was Lagoon something, but it was Blue on the Lagoon. Tip of my time, but Blue, yeah, Blue Lagoon. Uh, Blue Lagoon was it? After after seeing her in that, yeah, breathtaking. It was it was over. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was over. Yeah, look, she even had d- didn't didn't she for a brief time date Michael Jackson? I believe so. Un- that's a long list of people. Unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Um, another crush, Phoebe Cates. Now, you probably don't remember Phoebe Cates. It rings a bell. I feel like I should know this. I, I do know this name. Okay, Phoebe Cates was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also yeah. in. Um, she was also in. She was in Gremlins. But Phoebe Cates was. I, I loved her. She was awesome. Phoebe Cates. Man, she's 60 now. Wow. I'm totally aging myself. But she she was absolutely on the list. And then I'm going to give you another one that I'll bring up and let people weigh in on the on the text line, 651-461-9226. This one I know for a fact Josh Wheeler knows nothing about. Kelly LeBrock, okay? Kelly LeBrock was an actress and... Back in your teenage years, you would say smoke show or whatever, right? Whatever whatever lingo you wanted to use. Sure. But she was in one of my favorite um, um, comedies of all time. Weird Science. Yes. So, so, yes. so as a kid in the 80s, I loved Weird Science. Mm-hmm. I loved Breakfast Club, right? Like, like you nice. loved 16 Candles. Oh, yeah. Those were movies that you loved. Yeah. I love those movies. Not only did I love them, I've got them on DVD. I know that there are not a lot of people buying DVDs anymore. I got them. Like, I love those movies. Um, 
what's my other one with um Oh my gosh. I'm up Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Is also a classic. These are classic movies. Yeah. These are classics. When I saw Kelly LeBrock in Weird Science, that was it. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And so this is what's so funny. So when I was living and hosting in Kansas City, this is roughly right around 2000 and I want to say 16, 16 or 17. It came up on air, these movies, and I mentioned her on Twitter. Do you know that Kelly LeBrock, she responded to my tweet? She liked my tweet, and there then she go. said something back to me about the tweet. It's on your wall somewhere. So I was like, I need to go back and see if I can search through and sift through and see if I can find where she did did that. Frame that bad boy. But, man, I tell you, man, that was unbelievable. All right, so let's get to the text line here. People are weighing in on, on who they loved. Um, Alyssa Milano. <laughs> you said who? Unless they're talking about a different Susie Jones. Someone, someone oh. will stop Susie Jones. <laughs> <laughs> How you just? They could be talking about our Susie Jones. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Could be from the six one two. Alyssa Milano clearly. Um, Scott Bale. Scott Bale. I think everybody they love Scott Bale. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Raquel Welch, of course, unbelievably. I mean, just just uh, uh yeah, she was very very attractive. Uh, Ginger from Gillingham. Hold on, hold on. This person from the six five one. They say I'm older than you. Ginger was the bomb. What are you talking about? I got to find her real name. This person saying I'm older than you as as though like that. No, I love that. Ginger from Gilligan's Island. She. Um, what is her real name? Uh, was played by. I'm trying to find a real name. Uh, portrayed by. Is it Tina Louise? That's her real name. Tina Louise. No, she was. Hold on. There were two reasons why you watched Gilligan's Island. Okay. By the way, are you familiar with the show Gilligan's Island? I love Gilligan's Island. Okay. I spent many a summers in my elementary school days watching that on DVD. All right. So there were two reasons why you watched Gilligan's Island, at least for me. Okay, the two reasons were this: Ginger Marianne, so I can stare and stare and stare. Yes, sir. And Gilligan, Bob Denver, that was it. Yeah. Now I'm not trying to hate on the skipper. I'm not trying oh, to hate no. on the professor. I love the entire crew, the, the, the cast and crew of Gilligan's Island. It was phenomenal, right? Yeah. Love Gill- Gilligan's Island, but it was all about Marianne and Ginger and Gilligan. Yeah. Everybody else is awesome, but I, I love that show. All right, let's take a phone call from Tim. Tim, who was hey, your crush? How you doing tonight, boss? I'm doing good, man. Who was your crush? Or give me a couple of your crushes. Okay, three of them. Ali McGraw. Who? Farrah Fawcett. Ali McGraw. Okay, Ali McGraw, yep. Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett, yep. We named her, yep. Yep. And Barbara Eden. Uh, I gotta, I gotta hold on, Barbara Eden. Um, somebody on the text line said Barbara Eden too. Let me, I gotta, I gotta refresh my memory. Um, Barbara Eden, 
I'm not too familiar. I dream a genie. I dream a genie. Yep, I dream a genie. And she is 92, and she's still alive and well. And still looks good for 92. Oh, man, she does look good for 92. You're right, man. You're right. You're, you're all over it, Tim. Hey, I'm just an old man. I'm going two generations ahead of you here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, my man. Hey, thanks for the phone call, man. I appreciate it. Tim, check it in. That That's a great pool right there. Barbara Eden, 92. She's, I mean, she's still got – have you pulled her up? Not yet. Not oh, yet. man. Yes, no, she's still got it. She's still got it. Uh, who is this? Olivia Newton. Yeah, she, that's, yeah, she's, yeah, she's a stunner. Yeah. yeah, she was a stunner. Um, I so so now I, I will say this: the six one two is chiming in, and this is what I think. This is the angle that they're going because they said that Mary Ann was much hotter than Ginger. Yeah, I, I liked Mary Ann, and this is not the because you know how like the typical and maybe I'm being I'm stereotyping here, but guys typically think that blondes are hotter. I'm not that guy. Yeah, I'm more. I'm a brunette over blonde guy. I, I'm equal opportunity now. You like what you like. You like you like what you like. Yeah. But they were both very attractive women. But I was more of a ginger because ginger was more kind of like in your face. Like I'm hot. Yeah. And Marianne was more her, subtle. She could strut her stuff. Yes, for sure. Yes. Oh man, they're just coming in fast and oh, furious. Yeah. We got a lot of them. See, I did not this person's just playing a prank now. <laughs> Now they're just they're saying me. No, no. You, who is this? Who is this? Do I know this person? Maybe Have I ever met this person? Maybe. Man, another fair faucet. Fair faucet. Absolutely. I mean, when I think about those, when I first started having those type of feelings for men, the gorgeous actresses out there. You know what the show was, right? The show was Charlie's Angels. Yeah. I mean, you watched that. Breathtaking, yeah. Man, Tim Tim got me going there with the Barbary. <laughs> I'm dead serious. She's 92 and she looks great. Yeah. She looks absolutely stunning. But, yeah, Charlie's Angels, that was one of my favorite shows because everybody. I mean, Jacqueline Smith um, was gorgeous there. There were so many um, people out there. But Suzanne, Suzanne Summers passing away at the age of 76 and, um, man. Just one day shy of turning 77. All right, 651-461-9226. Keep those texts coming into the show. Uh, coming up next, we we're talking about speeding. Well, beyond Plymouth, Minnesota and Highway 100, you need to watch your speed in the state of Georgia. I'll tell you why. We do that next here on The Lake Show. Oh, we got a Heather Locklear. Ladies represent with Scott Bayo. Ralph Macchio. Man, we got a lot of people weighing in here on the uh, the first crushes. Diane Kay from Eight is Enough. Um, I'm gonna have to look up who she is because I'm, hmm. I'm not. I'm, I'm hey, I'm getting old, man. No, my I'm getting old. My memory's fading. Yeah, I'm not hip on her. <laughs> Eight is enough. You're not hip. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, well, eight is enough was not really one of my shows. Ah. So I apologize. But the texter, I'm so happy that they weighed in. All right, let me get to this. 
We're talking about speeding earlier. Um, and the stretches and the roads where we're trying to curb speeding and all that. I saw this headline and I'm saying to myself, this can't be real. A $1.4 million speeding ticket surprised a Georgia man before officials clarified the situation. Just just think about that for a second. $1.4 million speeding ticket? That's just, that's unbelievable. All right? Uh, But city officials say the figure was just a placeholder, not the actual fine. So Connor Cato, not Connor from the text line that weighed in earlier, tells WSAV-TV in Savannah that he received the citation after getting pulled over in September for driving, ooh, he was speeding, man, 90 in a 55, okay? He called the court thinking the figure was a typo, but says he was told he either had to pay it or appear in court in December. $1.4 million. Savannah officials say anyone caught driving more than 35 miles per hour above the speed limit has to appear in court. That makes sense. I'm with that, okay, where a judge will determine the actual fine. The figure Cato received reflected a placeholder that was automatically generated by e-citation software used by the local recorder's court, said Joshua Peacock, a spokesman for Savannah City Government. The actual fine, though, okay, so the placeholder was $1.4 million, Josh, but the actual fine cannot, I repeat, cannot exceed $1,000 in addition to state's mandated costs. So that has me scratching my head. If the actual fine cannot exceed $1,000 in addition to state-mandated costs, why even process something, I don't care what the software says, that even comes to a million bucks? Yeah. That makes no sense to me. Um, now, this is what Peacock told the Associated Press. He says, we do not issue that placeholder as a threat to scare anybody into court. <laughs> what is it? Even if this person heard differently from somebody in our organization. He added that the court is currently working on adjusting the placeholder language to avoid any confusion. You think? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I received in the mail a ticket and it said $1.4 million, I would pass out. Yeah. I'm dead serious. Yeah. would be like, what is going on here? But it sounds like this person, they just got to show up in court in December. It's not going to be $1.4 million. It's going to be... More than likely, it's going to be a thousand bucks, or a little bit over a thousand bucks. I would think I would get. I'd be getting scammed. I probably would almost throw it away initially when I first got it because there's no way that something like this is feasible. One point four that's, million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot, man. That, that's that. That is a lot. That's <laughs> a lot, man. What, so you've, you've never gotten a ticket, so you don't know what it is, how much it... Uh... Not speeding, at least. I've gotten, you know, tabs. Oh, you have gotten... I, I've gotten tabs. I've gotten parking. Yes. Yeah, oh, that stuff. You, got, you, got a, you got a ticket for not having... 
Uh, my tab, my my, uh, my tab, my tab fell off. It wasn't. I didn't, you know, apply it good enough, and the front tab in the winter, middle of winter, just decided to fall off the front, and cop spotted it from across the median, and just turned around and got me. <laughs> really? It's yeah. It's that's not a fun way to spend the winter because those tabs are not they're not cheap. <laughs> Then you have to actually go buy another. Hey, one. you didn't put it on good, huh? No, oh, I learned my lesson. I, I haven't. I've. I'm undefeated now. <laughs> hey, the Texan is still weighing in on the first crushes. <laughs> Michael Cole from the Mod Squad. The That's Mod old Squad. School. That's old school. That is old school, and I love it. I love old school. Um. Oh man. Now this one got me all of my feelings. Jane Kennedy. Oh yeah. Oh, Jane Kennedy, stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Phyllis George, that's definitely not a 2000s uh, name. There's no more Phyllises, I think, <laughs> being named after 2000. Phyllis George, people are weighing in with Phyllis George. Yeah. Jane Kennedy, absolutely was stunning. Uh, this one from the 651, not necessarily my first celebrity crush because I'm only 42, but how many have texted in Florence Henderson? No one has. You have. You're the first person to do that. I think if she got older, she aged gracefully and looked more beautiful the older in life she got. Just my thought, Adam from White Bear Lake. Listen, this is the reason why I said last week, okay, to everybody, this whole, all this stuff about trying to make yourself look younger, I think that women look better as they age. Not Now, not everybody ages gracefully. I get that. Some yeah. people, some people just don't look as good when they get older. There are some women that are absolutely stunning yeah. as they get older. Don't always need makeup. Oh, my goodness. Some people overdo it. Some people don't. <laughs> well, I, I, some I, people get 18, 18 surgeries and, you know, try and improve themselves. And, 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 and that's what I don't like. Yeah, yeah. The, the natural beauty, you got to love. You got to love the natural beauty. Uh, I mean, if we're talking sitcoms, I think uh, Christina Applegate's up there. That's I mean, I, I mean I, I'm a big married with children guy, and that was, you know, I, I, I watched a little bit of that growing up in my teenage years, and that was kind of one of my honorary uh, mentions for this segment was uh, Kelly Bundy, for sure. Yep. Because she's, she's been through a lot. She's been through breast cancer and stuff. She still looks great. Um, Charo, somebody from the text line, Charo. And she does still look pretty good um, at 72. Uh, by the way, somebody on the text line that's a Twins fan, Scott Erickson. Well, we had Scott Erickson's uh, ex-wife on the show a few weeks ago. And uh, Scott Erickson, I haven't seen an updated picture of Scott Erickson. But, yeah, Scott Erickson, former twin. Mm-hmm. Charles was a yeah she she's a really pretty uh, Spanish actress no question. See, but she she also did too much touching up with the plastic surgery and stuff. I think. What Charles? Yeah, you thought she did too much? A little bit. Uh, I'm looking at the pictures I'm looking at right now. I mean, she, <laughs> it's exactly what she, I imagine she, it would be. She's not Lil Kim now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> facts. facts. She's not Lil Kim now. All right, 651-461-9226. First sports topic of the night. It has to do with the Minnesota Vikings pulling out a victory against the Chicago Bears. We get to that next year. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. On the Lake Show. All right, the Minnesota Vikings get their second win of the season, defeating the Chicago Bears. 19-13. And when I look at what transpired with the Vikings over the weekend, um, I don't want to come across as like I'm super complaining about a victory. Because let's be honest, the Vikings aren't good, the Bears aren't good. So I'm not going to brag about beating the Chicago, the Bears. I'm not. But I'll take it. Because i tell you right now, of all the fan bases here in Minnesota that love to talk trash when they win, we know who's at the top of the list, the Green Bay Packers. The Bears are right behind them. Bears fans are right behind them. So we don't have to hear from them. They can pipe down and be quiet. But let's be honest. That was ugly yesterday. It really was. First game without Justin Jefferson. They get a win. But that was not um, a Mona Lisa performance for either team. So, which brings up a couple of different issues. And if you'd like to talk Viking football, we can at 651 461 The running game yesterday continues to be what it's been. Shaky at best. I think that Alexander Madison can get you decent yardage on the ground if you just give him a running lane. Open up a hole. He's not the most elusive back. I give you that. But my goodness, man. He's not a guy that once he gets the football, if there's somebody at his feet... Oh, he's down. He's, he's done. He's dead in the water. You're losing yards on that play. Cam Akers only got one carry. Now, now I don't understand that part of it. Why would you trade for Cam Akers and then only give him one carry? That makes no sense to me. So the running game yesterday, not good. Secondly, what's up with TJ Hawkinson? Like, seriously, we gave this guy a fat new contract, and now he's just a ghost. And I'm not saying he's supposed to be the next Travis Kelsey because he's not Travis Kelsey. No. Or Gronk. But every game he's dropping footballs now. Like, what's the deal? What are you doing? <laughs> I, no, I'm just no. like, like, TJ, you didn't play – during or you you sat out a lot during training camp and the preseason with the ear thing he had going on ear infection or whatever it'll get you 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 got brand new money step your game up man I'm dead serious you got your money before JJ got his money TJ Hawkinson has not impressed anyone KJ Osborne good game yesterday Jordan Addison okay game yesterday. 
And then last but not least, on the offensive side of the football, then we'll get to defense. Kirk Cousins. I'm not going to rip into Kirk because I didn't think that Kirk played necessarily poorly. But what was that he was when he threw the ball backwards to the running back? To Cam? What was that? <laughs> yeah. You can be the biggest Kirk Cousins fan in the world. Okay? In the world. And by the way, somebody on the text line I think even said Kirk Cousins when they had the uh, when we had the topic about first crushes on here, I think, or maybe I made that up. No, no, no. This one, yeah, from six five one. I still love cousins. Okay, that's fine. And I'm not a cousins hater. But what was that? Now, luckily, they ruled that the Bears player didn't recover in bounds. I didn't see enough there to rule it out. But I was like, what are you doing, man? Kirk Cousins is good for a boneheaded play like that. He loves doing boneheaded stuff like that. And it makes no sense. This from the 651. Like, I don't like to say it because I'm a big fan of the Vikings. But honestly, they had no business winning that game at all. Also, why would you pay Reisner guaranteed money if you just wanted him for depth? Oh, man, I'm telling you, man. I, 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 don't, I don't think that many of the moves that the GM has made is, um, can be perceived as very good at this particular point. And by the way, you guys know I've been saying this for the last year. I said it after the first draft. I said it after this past draft. It's and now it's not just me. I know that I know that people will say, like you're hating, hating, hating on Quasi. If you open up today's Star Tribune, Suhan, his latest, Vikings GM Quasi Dolphin Mensa has failed to upgrade talent on roster. That's his article today, and he's right, and I've been saying this. I think that, look, we can give people the benefit of the doubt and give them a little bit of time, but I think that Quasi Dolphaminsa needs to be discussed more in a negative light. Lewis Seen was a healthy stretch. Seriously. Ugh. The 2022 NFL draft for the Minnesota Vikings is going to go down as probably one of their worst in recent in recent history. I'm yeah, dead serious. So far, yeah. It's playing out that way. Were you impressed at all with anything that you saw on the football field yesterday? No. I, I was impressed it was with the almost, defense. It, the, the defense did well, and yeah. the defense scored a touchdown. The scoop and score. Jordan I, Hicks. I didn't. I didn't agree with the post game recap though by the some of the interviews I was seeing on uh, on the screen of we act like we stepped up and we executed compared to like you know previous weeks I I don't I don't really call any of that a win I don't really I think this is up there with the Carolina game where this is one of the least hold your head up high because we won kind of games I I mean, yeah. Credit to the defense; they did a great job. But you know, that's half the that's half the battle. (laughs) 
<laughs> but shouldn't you give props where props are due? They, Correct. They, they did a good job. They did good. But let's be honest, it's the Bears. Oh, yeah, we have to factor in who they yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't, we, we don't want to give, like, we don't want to act like they just did this to the Kansas City because they didn't. I think that if you look at – I think that if you look at um, what the Vikings did yesterday, they got a win – but to me, if Wustheim doesn't get hurt um, from the from the Bears, Justin Fields, yeah, they might even come back and win. Yeah. Now that's a big if that because it wasn't like he was playing out of his mind or playing that well. That very short pass to pretty much seal the deal was inexperience, and Justin Fields probably wouldn't have made that mistake. I'll I'll give credit to to Fields when I can. I don't think he makes that mistake. Fields has a cannon. I think he makes that throw. And uh, honestly, that that interception that sealed the game. Oh, you're talking about at the end of the game? Correct. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's short on it. I, I think Fields makes that play. He, he at least gets the distance. I don't know if necessarily it's going to end up the way they want, but that was that was beyond underpassing your receiver. Like that was that was way short. That was <laughs> it. Was very short. <laughs> I think that the undoing of the Minnesota Vikings, and we'll get into this here next segment. And love to get your reaction at 651-461-9226. It's been a long time coming for the Minnesota Vikings. And, and what I mean by that is the Minnesota Vikings, on top of re-signing Justin Jefferson to a long-term extension, yeah, that could be the only thing that makes you feel good about the Minnesota Vikings for quite some time. We'll get to that next year on The Lake Show. If you guys want to get to the bottom of why the Minnesota Vikings are depleted from a talent perspective, this started before Quasey. So I shouldn't put it all on Quasey. Quasey happens to wear the title now of being the head guy in charge. But it's it's it started before then. And you can do this yourself. You can do the research yourself. But the last significant, impactful draft, positively, that the Minnesota Vikings have had was 2015. They got Eric Kendricks, Daniil Hunter, Stephon Diggs, and Trey Waynes. That was your first round pick. And Trey Waynes wasn't a great cornerback, but he was serviceable, okay? Trey Waynes, Eric Kendricks, Daniil Hunter, and Stephon Diggs. That was 2015. It is 2023. So, 2016, their first-round pick was Laquan Treadwell. We know how that works. The only player out of that draft that helped them out in any way, shape, or form was J. Ron Kirsten. He was round seven. I guess McKenzie Alexander was decent for a couple of years. 2017, Dalvin Cook, he was pretty damn good. But then after Dalvin Cook, the rest of that draft, 
Not good. Seriously, go take a look at it. 2018. You took Mike Hughes. Brian O'Neill, awesome, great, awesome, right? 2018. That was it. The rest of those draft picks, mm, whatever. Tyler Conklin, Daniel Carlson, you cut him. 2019. Garrett Bradbury, Irv Smith Jr. You still got Alexander Madison. That's it, man. That's it. 2020, it was Justin Jefferson. And that's pretty much it. Well, K.J. Osborne is, is decent. Josh Mattelis is okay. 2021, Christian Darisaw. 2022, nobody. 2023, Jordan Addison. My point is this. If you start looking on average, you had like one player that was any good in those drafts. Seriously. That's the reason why the Minnesota Vikings are in trouble, Josh. This organization is in trouble. We have not done a good job of drafting, and this team is in. They got some issues. Nobody likes a 7 and 10, and nobody likes a 10 and 7. That's not either one of those is not where you want to be in the draft cl- in the in the draft order. <laughs> uh, and we touched on this this weekend, Tubbs and I and J Lo. We talked about maybe we should just start maybe leaning into the idea of tanking for a very quality high end draft pick this coming spring because let's be honest, we don't have a lot of money. <laughs> We don't have a lot of money to keep a lot of the the, the big names that we have on our on our team. We've been credit to uh, Brzezinski for you know working his magic, and making making things happen with contracts. But that luck does eventually run out when you have what we have for uh, uh, money right now. And I think it's maybe trying maybe trying to offload one of those bigger contracts in the future and making some room to sign a rookie deal to a very high-end draft pick is something that the Vikings could look kind of into the future with. I don't know. Maybe you don't agree with that. I'm, I'm not sure. All right, so so let, let me say this about the tanking. Yeah. It's a, weir- it's, a weird, it's a weird thought, but yeah. But I get when you're out of it, you're out of it. Correct. But the, the, I, the idea of, hey, let's lose this game is just always mind-blowing to me. Yeah, It's shaky ground to try yes. to debate and try to argue yeah. for. I'm, a, I'm torn, though, about this whole, like, the reason why I'm torn is because I think that people are overrating this draft class. Yeah, People think that, that Caleb Williams and um, Drake May and all these guys, Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. I don't think that these guys are as good as everybody's trying to prop them up to be. Yeah. I, I, do I think that Caleb Williams is good? Yeah, but I got questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on a on a Dave Schwartz take from last week. Oh. He was talking about this earlier today yeah. too. You need you can get Caleb Williams, but you need somebody to protect him. People keep you know saying I, I want this high end quarterback. Okay. Let's focus on the idea that Kirk Cousins is still getting killed week in and week out on the offensive line. That's still an issue that we're not, I think, assessing as as a team. And maybe we are, and just I'm not seeing it. But uh, 
Somebody's got to be there to block for Kirk Cousins, and somebody's got to be there for, to block for Caleb But what Williams would you rather Roman. have? Would you rather have the elite quarterback, though? Like, like I get I get Dave's take, but you're going to give me the elite quarterback anyway. Yeah. C.J. Stroud's not working with the greatest offensive line in the world. But he's still damn good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, give me the elite quarterback prospect, and then we'll work through the rest of it. That's just how I view it. Okay. All right, 651-461-9226. I've never been to the Grand Canyon, at least not yet. But when I eventually get there... This is something I'm not going to do. I'll tell you what that is next year on The Lake Show. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.